This episode of the Unstoppable CEO Podcast is sponsored by our podcast prospecting program, where you use a podcast like this one to easily connect with your strategic partners and prospects, opening up new relationships that lead to new business. The best part is all you have to do is show up and talk. We do all the rest. To find out if this is a fit for you, go to unstoppableceo.net and click the book a call button to schedule a quick 20-minute intro call. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And today, I, I got to tell you, I've been looking forward to this interview for about a month and a half, ever since our guest today got onto the schedule, um, because I know this is going to be a good one. And today I'm talking with uh, Dave Munter, and uh, he's a visionary entrepreneur, a writer, and a musician. And um, Dave's just so interesting. And I, I've gotten to know him a little bit personally. Um, he says he has not. He's lived nine lives professionally, from a personal trainer to a project manager to a ghostwriter, an educator, and course creator, creator, and uh, a risk assessment specialist. And uh, I'd love to find out what what that's all about. Um, <laughs> and a singing drummer. And so um, this is going to be great. Um, Dave is especially talented with messaging, and he is the founder and CEO of Renaissance Messaging. Uh, he's a, which is a boutique copywriting company for thought leaders. And as he says, badass business owners. So Dave Muntner, welcome. Boom. Steve, thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. I'm excited to help CEOs become unstoppable. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, so first, before we dive into like the, the content and everything, I, I would, I'd love for you to give, everybody a little bit of uh your superhero backstory you know how you've been through so many different things you've got these different nine lives how'd you get to this stage of your career doing what you're doing now yeah well specifically with renaissance messaging and with this copywriting company uh you know it do, it doesn't make any sense really uh like from a linear oh did this to this to this uh however there were a few events that that were catalysts and the big one was that when i was in college where I went to Binghamton University, which is a school that's not met, known for their liberal arts, not known for a creative writing department or even for a music department. It's known for business and law school and science. And so I'm there and I'm a creative individual and was not drawn to anything else other than music. So I went to school because I was like, I'm going to find a band. So I found a band and, you know, we, we became a band, this band called the Tens. We've been around for 10 years. And at that time, uh, I also went to this music department to try out for the music department. I, I, there was like a guidance counselor in the music realm. And uh, she basically told me that I wasn't cut out for the music uh, department because I didn't love <laughs> music theory. And so she's like, you would have a terrible time. You, you should drop music. So then I, then I had, you know, like uh, my moment, the dark night of the soul, or at least one of many dark nights of the soul where I was like, well, what do I do if it's not music? Cause the, she told me I shouldn't do music. And then I thought back to, you know, I took a journalism course in high school and how my teacher said that, you know, she was like, you have talent, some, some good things there. So I was like, well, I guess that's the next thing. So I, I was like, I'm going to be a creative writing major so I can write a memoir on being a rock star. That was it. That was my logic. I was like, okay, go into creative writing so that I could write a memoir. And uh, so I did. And I actually wrote this little like novella that was my senior thesis which my teacher like nominated uh, for some award that I did not win. Um, but it was just like, the, it was like the first start of, of writing and that was cool. And then I kind of let that writing dream uh, subside 
and just, I was a drummer in this band and I was a drummer for many, many years alongside as a personal trainer, all that stuff. And I, I eventually became an apprentice for this amazing copywriter, Yannick Silver. And I, I kind of learned the arts of persuasion and the science of persuasion. And, and you know, it's funny because they, they talk about how a great copywriter, like you actually don't want them to be an English major. You want them to be a really good salesperson because it's never not, like great messaging doesn't have to be grammatically correct. And, you know, if, if you have the almost like the critic, that English major critic there, it's actually going to lower the potency uh, of the messaging. Uh, but meanwhile, I kind of entered into this weird way where I like learned sales and business and all this other stuff and learned to like unlearn every part of my English degree in order to write <laughs> stronger uh, pers persuasive messaging. And uh, yeah, it only like occurred to me the other day that I was like, holy crap, I'm now in a place where I could write a book and I have had an interesting experience as a musician. And it's like, I'm definitely going to write this fucking memoir. Uh, so that was kind of the impetus for, for writing. It was, it was just the best, the, the next best thing that I could do. And it, then it gave me enough confidence to be like, okay, I guess when it comes to marketing, where do I fit in the most? I guess it's in the writing department because I've had that experience. And then it, I went through the whole deep dive, like, and the, the whole concept of copywriting, because I know I'm kind of getting into this other tangent, but what I initially, when I heard about copywriting, you know, the first thought was like, oh, my copywriting, like a patent or something along those lines, had no idea what that actually meant. And then delving deeper, it, I, what I realized is if to write great copy for a company, uh, like on a, on a website or on a sales page, or even just in the smallest promotional material, like to write, the, to write great copy, what it means is you actually have to know yourself inside and out. You have to understand your, your company and your products so where the brand is super clear. And you also have to know your audience, like inside and out, know what makes them tick, what makes them excited, understand even how they speak, like how you audience members uh, speak, like all of the, you actually have to know all of those things. And then you have to create the bridge, the perfect bridge for like any car to travel on super smoothly. And, and so that like took like just what I initially, I'm just like, oh, you're just writing a thing. That's copywriting. You just write the thing. But it's like, no, the writing part is about 5%. Most of it is research, deep research and just understanding and then really getting clear on what you actually want. And so when that epiphany hit uh, for me, where I understood the power of copywriting, it became a lot more interesting. And it wasn't, it wasn't writing so much as it was like understanding business. So um, my business school, basically was just writing for all these different thought leaders and business owners over the years to where to get their voice right and understand. I actually had to understand their business and what their business did. And then I ended up learning way more than I wanted to about like even debt collection or about like, you know, mystical forms of like spiritual coaching or, you know, like you name it, I've written about it. Uh, I even joke at one point that I was writing for this, uh, this like dietitian who is uh, helping people to overcome uh, like binge eating and I didn't really like writing about it I just it wasn't vibing with me and so I remember like writing about it as I'm eating cheesecake depressed about how to overcome binge eating uh, <laughs> and I found that to be kind of like a weird experience it's like you don't think about that when you're reading uh, sales material that like the person behind it um, another like copywriting mentor of mine when I asked him about wh what the weirdest thing was that he wrote it, he, he he's a pretty obese guy and he was talking about, and, and he's like a complete atheist. And he was just, he was talking about how he wrote this uh, Christian woman's cookbook was like, was one of the things that he, and so you, um, yeah. So 
that was where I also learned like maybe the dark arts of writing where you never know who's necessarily behind the messaging. Um, so that also makes you a huge jaded cynic, cynical um, person. So that was my long winded way of sharing maybe my experience of copywriting at this moment. And then kind of what got me to this particular place. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's such a valuable skill to have, but it is not what anybody thinks it is. Uh, you've gone deeper than I ever did with it, but, uh, but I've spent some time writing copy and, you know, kind of going through the the process and everybody thinks it's all about the magic of the words on the page. But as you just pointed out, it is, it's so much more about what you're doing before you ever sit down and, um, and getting clear about who you're speaking with. And, um, and, and so for me, the, the, this is, I think, a great segue into talking a little bit about messaging, because I believe the, the thing that holds most businesses back is actually their messaging. You might call it offer, you might call it messaging, you know, for a lot of businesses, the two are sort of one and the same. It's how that, how you present what it is that you're selling and the value in it and connect with that, that buyer's emotions and their intellect and all of that. Um, so I just think it's so powerful. I, I, and I'm so glad we're talking about it because uh, I think it's a big lever for people. So, um, so you have this company, Renaissance Messaging, and you work with, you know, all kinds of, of businesses when you're first kind of sitting down with someone and you're trying to pull them together and get their message, what, what are some of the big obstacles that you see for people? Yeah. Well, it, 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 firstly, it depends on the client, their own experience, how well they know their audience. I mean, really it just comes down to how well they know their audience and how well they know themselves. And, and generally there's at least one gap. Either they know their audience super well, but they have no strong identity. And then that's when they blend in with everybody else. Or when they have a really strong identity, but they're too self-centered to really connect to what the market is looking for. So one of the first things is just getting clear on who that audience is to the T. Because even if I'm going to do research on that particular audience, or they're doing research on that particular audience, it's like, there needs to be at least a body of understanding. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're just shooting in the dark. And, and, and so it's almost like when, you're, when, you're, when, you, when you hire, let's say, a copywriter, um, there's either work that you want to put in yourself or that you want to make sure the copywriter is putting in. Because other, otherwise, you're going to spend a bunch of money, and it's gambling. But it's an enjoyable, more enjoyable form of gambling. Uh, so I guess I'll, t I'll address each of these separately, right? So as far as knowing yourself, that's where I would do what I call a messaging extraction session, where it's kind of like a deep dive, most likely two hours or so, where uh, it's just question, it's just question and then openness and silence, where people get to kind of recite everything. And uh, what I view as my, my role is helping an individual to see the simplicity within because they're like uh, power comes in simplicity especially when it comes to, to to messaging and so the sweet spot is when you have something unique that's also simple that like people it clicks with with individuals like that's that's like a potent message so it's almost like i'll be list what what cop what becoming a, a good quote-unquote good copywriter has done for me is it's made me uh lower my reading level 
and lower my writing level. It was at maybe, you know, a college level. It's gone down to like third grade reading level because that's really what you're, what, you know, that's, that it's, it's almost like this primal connection is what you're looking for in great messaging. And so I'm almost, when I'm listening during this messaging extraction moment, um, like I'm almost listening for like, okay, what's this, where's the simplicity? Where's the, where's the simplest thread? Because that's the most powerful thread as far as how you're going to share this, how this is going to land the right way. Um, so, so another way of putting it is peop, uh, a lot of business owners may have too, too complex of, uh, of a perception of themselves where they, they even claim that it, they're complicated. And, and it's almost like then they're resistant to the simple, the thing that's right on their nose, the, the most simple, most important thing. And sometimes it's just asking questions like, well, what was the most successful offer you actually had in the past year or the past five years? And then, and then people are like, oh, well, it was that, but that's just that. And then they'll talk about, but the thing that I really want is this really complicated 12 step, 12 part program of this, 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 this. And then you're like, whoa, hold on. Like, let's go back. So that actually thing that was successful. And you'll probably find that sometimes it's the, the simplest thing. The thing you, you put the least value on is actually that diamond in, in the rough. Um, so I'm, that's kind of like the solution to that complexity thing is like really just going deeper and deeper into like, what's the raw materials, the, the simplest thing. Um, then when it comes to knowing your audience, I mean, it's literally just looking at what else is working. Like some, something that's nice in like the Facebook thing um, is actually looking at w what's doing the best because generally what's doing the best, they're putting the most money in something as they're testing it. And so then you basically get to save money on testing uh, for ads or anything else. Cause you're just seeing what's in front of you. And then you can just analyze what's working right now. And that's, understanding how like sometimes it's it's powerful to see what is simple about other people's messaging into your the way in which it's being articulated and connect to your audience and if it's working right now then you can most likely emulate that to some extent um so yeah it's the bridge of your own uniqueness and your your like there's also the the being authentic that like you can't fake that so it's almost like even if i write the greatest vsl like video sales letter copy for somebody right if they have the wrong energy when they're reading it, when they're, when they're sharing it, uh, then it's all a loss. Like energy is, the, is another secret important thing. And there's even such a thing as having an energy when you're writing, like there's this, this state being in that high energy state, because that's when you're kind of attracting that high energy. So uh, I think that answers your question, right? Yeah, I think, and there's a lot to unpack there. I, I, I love this idea of knowing yourself. Um, I, I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people. I think they have trouble with that, particularly uh, well-educated professionals who are probably taught to, um, you know, to be educated rather than to, to be selling first. And, uh, you know, a lot of people listening would, might fall into that category. Um, and they're also, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm speaking as, as, as somebody who came through that process Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, when you go through that process and you get a lot of training to do a particular thing, you also tend to overcomplicate what you do because, um, uh, because you know a lot about it. Right. And you think that the value is there. Um, talk a little bit about the, the advantage of having somebody from the outside listening for that and, and how that it's on probably almost easier than if you're the, the business owner who's trying to figure out where the simplicity is yeah the uh, the the famous phrase is you can't read a message from you can't read the label from inside the bottle 
And uh, in a way, I think it's like human nature to undervalue our greatest assets or gifts. And and, uh, speaking personally, just from my route in music, like I'll be releasing a solo record. You know, at 35, I'm now releasing my first solo music. And a lot of it had to do with like it actually took other people seeing the the uniqueness of my own musical quote unquote gifts, right? That uh, I did not recognize as valuable in any way. And it took me just years and years and years of like kind of being in the shadows before it was like, I was almost exposed. And, and then it, it just, and I'm still in disbelief, but there's all these other individuals that are like, yes, this is a good thing. Like you get like, and, and, and so I, that's my own experience of like, Oh crap. The thing that I actually is my great, like it's what I've connected is, Oh, one of the greatest gifts that I have to offer. I have been, hiding from the world because I didn't believe it to be a gift at all. I thought it was actually like a curse. So the same thing goes with most business owners where it's like really finding what is, what is that thing you do better than anybody else? And sometimes you don't even know what it is. Most people don't, you have to actually ask your clients. That's what's cool is like to like sometimes, and that goes back to testimonials. Like the strongest marketing is not me writing something, but it's getting the right people who you've worked with to actually just share the successes and identify the successes that you have created. So when it comes to know, knowing thyself, uh, you know, there's a, certainly a benefit to having like a session specifically to be heard fully to like vomit out everything in a way that then you get to select, well, like, okay, what, who, what is the identity that you resonate with the most? And then alongside that, I probably give homework as well, which is just to interview or you have somebody else to interview your clients or the individuals that you serve and hear, you know, what they say as transparently as possible, because that, that's really like, that will freak you out. If you haven't ever done that to like get the most honest feedback from everybody else. Cause the thing that you, a lot of times the thing people, the thing people think they're the strongest at is not necessarily true. So yeah, as far as knowing myself, there is only so much that you can do on your own in a way, because we're in this unique bubble in the world where like, I, my, I get a reflection from you. And then it's like, I know myself on a higher level as well. But obviously tr- make sure that you trust the people who are giving you feedback, right? Be selective yeah. about that. Too. Yeah. It's, it's almost like finding that intersection of the thing you're really good at, the unique sort of strength that you have and how the potential client or the current client values it you know because they on on their side of it they look at that and they say okay well that's valuable to me in this way or that way or the other way you know and it's almost like the intersection of the two is really important i think so um so let's flip it now and let's talk about the other side getting to know your client you you touched on it a little bit but um there's all that's sort of a whole process to dive in deep and really understand how a buyer thinks and you t- so, you know, in copywriting, we tend to divide the world into demographics and psychographics, right? Mm-hmm. And demographics sort of tell us the, you know, size and shape and all of that. But uh, talk a little bit about the importance of, of the other side of it, the, the psychographics, how people think about making the decision to work with a particular business. Yeah. Well, the the simplest way to put that, because, again, I can only think in third grade terms these days is, you know, what is the problem that's keeping your audience up at night? Like what, what, what is the greatest pain point possible 
or one of those four pain points based on your audience. And then from there, it's like, it's like the elephant in the room where anything else you talk about that's outside of the main pain point is, is not, is not going to be a must have. It's going to be either a nice to have or a neutral or the worst bad marketing is you actually create something and people don't want it. But sometimes it's cool to even get a reaction because if you're, if you're getting a negative reaction from somebody, it means you're probably getting a positive reaction from somebody else. So that's just like a whole other conversation. So as far as psychographics go, as far as like kind of knowing more of the, the deeper details uh, uh, of your audience, I mean, I like, that's where you play detective if you want. Like it, it's the, the blend of seeing what works. Like if, like for you making assumptions as far as what my, what you think your audience may like. And then, you know, actually just looking at where other companies have spent a whole bunch of money in marketing in different ways and knowing that you may be in a different place than that company, but at least seeing the trends. There's also, I mean, being a sneaky detective or whatever, you go to like message boards or forums or even like chat rooms or watching YouTube videos and then seeing where there's comments. I mean, with social media and everything else, like it's actually really easy to get the psychographics of your audience. You know, you just kind of look, look at like, you know, uh, similar individuals or market, all that other stuff. And then you actually just see what's trending, what's working. Um, And then there is a, like they talk about how the, the person that does customer service tends to actually be one of the most knowledgeable individuals in a business because they're hearing about the complaints. They're hearing about the relationship like the, on the, on the personal level uh, to a particular product, all that stuff. And so that's also something to just consider. Obviously it depends on what your business is, right? If you're doing like consulting versus you have a physical product versus like Amazon seller, all these things, you know, it's almost like there's slightly different strategies based on the niche. Uh, However, like it's, it's kind of endless as far as the research that you could be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, then the other thing is based on like age group and all those things. Sometimes you're going to be taking a risk where you may make an assumption like, well, I think that these people have children at this point or whatever else. And so then there may be something about parenthood that you would include in the messaging. Um, but then to go a little bit deeper, right? So there's, there's two sides of the the coin when it comes to uh like to the pain point right and then it's almost like every shadow this is kind of metaphysical but it's a fun place to be so there's like the pain point which is the negativity it's the shadow side and then there's also the possibility of like well what's the best case scenario what what does this individual look for what what is like the fantasy life that this person is actually uh desiring and the idea is all like, and you know, within this course that I did with Yannick, it's ATV, we call it, which is authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability. And like, that is actually a very potent blend to make you like align. And so, so the idea is like, not for you to make shit up, but instead it, to actually see the, the lines of like, act by people following the service or to taking on the service in this way, it's very likely that they will solve the problem they want to solve. Right. And so for you, the main thing is just letting people know very clearly and simply that the problem they're looking to solve, you know, you have that solution. And, and so, yeah, so it's like kind of talking about the pain point. They call it twisting the knife, which is why not like let people like put it in the forefront. Like if there's something somebody doesn't like, it's, it's almost like you're doing therapy with them. Like what is therapy in a way? Not just it's like bringing it out. So um, having someone feel understood, fit right. And then creating the possibility of what, what could be. So that's, it's, yeah. it's fun to talk gener- generality with copywriting, um, but, you know. Well, I'll tell you, I, you mentioned kind of, you know, twisting the knife and really that's all about 
making the that future client feel the pain without having to go through the pain. So because to get them to take action to to transform a situation, and really that's at the end of the day, that's that's what we're really doing. Is you you've got somebody who has a problem. And, and like you said, there, there's probably two components to that problem. There's a negative consequence to it. And maybe there's a positive, like aspirational consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got to go through a transformation to resolve the problem. And they're talking to you because they want that at some level, but they're, they may be afraid to act. Right. So you've got to give them that emotional experience. And the best example I've ever heard of this, um, my wife was telling me, um, her mother was, um, I guess had just had, uh, her, her younger sister. So my, my mother-in-law has got these two young children goes in to see her doctor. She smoked at the time and, and the doctor just took that and twisted the knife and, and said, you know, um, are you still smoking? She said, yes. He said, well, do you want to be there when these two girls walk down the aisle? Mm. And she just burst into tears. And what that did is it brought the consequence of the, you know, whatever behavior, the negative consequence into the present without having, you know, without her having to be on oxygen or have lung cancer or, you know, do it, actually live it, but it brought the feeling of it into the present. And I think that's, that's really, I think what you're getting at, right? As you're trying to bring that feeling into the present, so, so that you can create that transformation, which is such, it's a, it's a, such a powerful thing. Um, yeah. So um, t- talk a little bit about um, a, a concept you shared in, in a mastermind that we're in together. You, you talk about invisibility emergence, and I know there's a couple of other stages to it. And I think that's actually really important for people to think about in terms of where they are and kind of growing into these levels. Yeah. And, and so this, this, uh, this concept was provoked when you and I were talking before just about uh, the idea that a lot of businesses believe they are the best kept secret. Like I'm the best kept secret in this particular field that I've been in for the past 30 years. And that's cool. And that also plays into this space of invisibility. Like that person is actually claiming to be invisible in a way. And invisibility in some ways can mean insecurity. Like I've, I've worked with a lot of uh, business owners who, you know, you're talking about again in the beginning, what's that initial struggle from, and, and people almost like having a, a wall, myself included, right? Like having a wall of complexity so that they can't be seen. So that like it's, they're shrouded in something and which then it's another way of saying people are playing, playing small. Uh, so there, there is something about claiming a message like, when you really find that message that is like, this is who I am. I can't even hide it. It's got, as we mentioned before, it's got the energy behind it. There's a lot more potency to it, but it also, you know, then you kind of break through the the next level. So what's the next level beyond invisibility? It's emergence and be beyond, you know, emergence. And I, I kind of, I won't get into this specific details, but ultimately you have this journey where you're sharing yourself with the world and then chaos ensues immediately after you emerge. And a lot of people like emerge and then have chaos, which is resistance of like, oh shit, the world didn't respond the way I wanted to with this one message. And then just like shriveling back in to invisibility, which is what a lot of business owners do. So it's just this up and down. 
Now, if you stick through the chaos, what does that mean? It means split testing. It means actually knowing that like you get that perfect market business match, which means, you know, you know yourself, but there's a million ways in which you can communicate who you are. So that that's where some people like get tied in like, no, I need to be this, but it's like, you can be this, but it still needs to be understood in a specific way that it lands. And so that's kind of where there's like the fitting process. That's the chaos. And then beyond that, you end up getting to stability. Like, because there's now once it's like, there's a connection that's made and then beyond stability, you know, and there's like a transformation stability, and then you actually have a lot of power and abundance. And then, you know, that's where you influence other people. That's once you've gotten to that, that, that place. So that, that's kind of like this, almost this journey starting with invisibility. And so that's, that's a sweet spot of like, if people expect that there's going to be, it's a game and there's steps. And generally speaking, the first time you share your message, I always tell clients, it's like, okay, this is phase two, right? So you're at the next phase of where you were before. This is more aligned than you've ever been before. And you can't guarantee what the market will say. And especially given today's world, like I did a launch with a client, but it just happened to be uh, uh, around um, COVID. Now, is my dad doing a regular call? But then he's like, oh, that didn't work. And then did a FaceTime call instead. But I, I declined both. <laughs> So, you know, doing this big launch, but then COVID hits and it's like, okay, the message does not land anymore. We're in a different universe. And, you know, that even just with individual clients, all these other things, you know, that's where you're aware of it. And so I would say like, don't take it personally, but take responsibility, which means always kind of, you know, being responsive, not reactive as you're, as you're moving forward. So I think there's something cool about just understanding that it's a journey. Every time you're sharing your message, it's a journey, it's a process. Um, if you're uncomfortable about sharing yourself in a specific way, that's really cool. You know, but it's, it's, it's actually a beautiful thing. If you're really uncomfortable about sharing your true self uh, and then you do it anyway, like kudos to you. And, and generally speaking, that's when good things eventually come. There will, there will be chaos, but that that's when you get like the, the real fruits. So that's my thought process there as I get another phone call being harassed by my family. It's good. <laughs> well, and I think, um, you know, I think it's natural for, as a business owner to feel that uncomfortable feeling as you're trying to, you know, put yourself out there, put a new message out there, a new way of, of communicating, you know, who you are and the value that, that you're going out into the world to provide. Uh, Cause there's a risk to that. You, you could get rejected, you know, there is a mm-hmm. risk to that. Um, and so I, it's, I think it's good to acknowledge it. And then I love having the, having the stages, because then I think it, it allows you to understand that a, you're on a journey and B put yourself sort of on the map of here's where we are at this stage of the journey. Um, because I see, I see people go through that and some will, they'll never come out of invisibility into emergence because they can't take the discomfort of it. Mm, yeah. And then others will, they'll, work themselves up enough so that they can get through the discomfort. They'll get out there, they'll hit chaos Mm. and they'll, you know, they won't realize, wait, at that stage, it's an iteration game. I just need to keep trying. I'm on to something here, but I need to keep trying variations until it clicks. Um, And so I think by understanding these stages and I love how simple you made that you can just sort of see your way all the way, all the way through the journey. Yeah. And then, and then some advice for individuals who want to accelerate the journey and make it less painless. Uh, you know, and this is from like mentors, by the way, mentors are great. You know, I've got lots of mentors 
we'll keep having mentors. Um, the idea of ready, fire, aim is actually really awesome. So what a lot of people have been taught is, and is that your, it's almost like your identity is an artistic thing and that you, you know, you're preparing, you're making sure that it's perfect. It perfectly represents you. It perfectly represents the client, all these other things. You got to get it right. And it takes years to find this. And, and then what happens is COVID or anything else where you just like shouldn't share it and, and it doesn't land. And, you know, regardless of it, it's just, you, you, you need to test. It's all about testing and then reiterating in any which way. It's always about, you know, testing. And so the concept of ready, fire, aim is that you, it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall. But like my one friend who's probably one of the world's greatest marketers, he was talks about how he starts out sloppy as hell. All of his marketing is always super sloppy. He doesn't expect much in return other than data. And then from there, he, he, he knows that like, it's like the, the tortoise and the hare where uh, he'll win the race after like three months, six months. But in the beginning, you know, everyone is laughing. I mean, no one's really laughing, but it's like, there's that concept of just, you know, it's, you totally missed the mark, but he's like, at least I have a grounding to continue to sculpt this into the most potent message and that like a bridge that actually can support a lot. So uh, that's what popped into my head there. Yeah, well, I think actually that's that is such a, a brilliant insight because um, I see people giving up too soon. They'll try something, they'll, they'll try some marketing, and they'll put something out there, and they'll get feedback, but it won't be a home run, and they'll be disappointed, and they then they'll stop, and that's really the only way to lose. Um, and the thing that you have to understand, I think, with all marketing is that you know, we do the work kind of in our office, inside our company, you know, with our team or with the people that, you know, consultants or, you know, copywriters we hire. And we think that that's, that's the work of it, but there's actually two parties to it. There's the creation and the reception. Yeah. You know, and, and both parties have to be on the same page with that. And so if you get a bad result, all that they're, all that you're being told is that on the receiving end, it didn't, as you say, it didn't land, it, you know, yeah. you've got to come back and try again. And what, what can you learn from it? So, um, yeah, this is, it's, this is fantastic. I, we could go on and on forever. I'm, I'm sure about this. Cause I love this topic. Um, Dave, tell everybody where they can find out more about what you're doing and how they can connect with you. Yeah. Well, I, I have been invisible for very, like I've, I've, I've been the best kept secret for many years. So it's super funny to, to share this, but yeah, I'll, I will have my website most likely when this is released or soon after, but renaissancemessaging.com and yeah, a boutique copywriting company for amazing individuals. And, you know, it could be just a first touch of helping somebody to get clear on who the hell they are, you know, or, or to amplify a voice or just to say hi and to, to have a new friend. But yeah, that, that would be the place to find me or, um, you know, I guess you could find me on in facebook or something and and if if you're super cool then uh then i'll maybe connect with you so those are those are two yeah Yeah. that's awesome dave thanks so much this has been uh, great i've been like i said i've been looking forward to it uh ever since you booked it and uh you did not disappoint so thank you for being here and for investing some time with me yeah steve i uh, i appreciate you you're amazing thank you very much thanks for having me thanks for listening guys 